Hello, I am your host Tristan. Um, we do not have our co-host. We don't know, you know, what happened to him. Uh, he went into the dark ether and. Oh wait, this is the uh, Mandalorian podcast. We can't be making other references here. Um, yeah, he basically. I don't know. I don't know where he's at. But we do have a uh, special guest here. Uh, you would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, what's up, Alpha Score sixty two in the house. Yeah, Alpha scored 62. He was on our first episode of the Mandalorian podcast. Now he's on the fourth. Um, we also had him on one or two episodes of Resistance Radio, which Resistance Radio will be coming back soon, but only it's going to come back. Uh, it's going to be released bi-weekly every other Monday instead of weekly. So um, we're also going to try to put out uh, Wednesday videos. I know I've been saying that for quite a while. Um but it's still a discussion on when they should be put out between Wednesdays and Fridays. But I'm going to be, I'm on my side. I'm trying to put them out on Wednesdays, uh, bi-weekly at the very least. I'm hoping to do it weekly. But you know, if I can't do it weekly, it's going to be put out bi-weekly. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. Let's go straight into the uh, meat and potatoes of this episode. So this episode, we thought what we were going to get Ahsoka. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was a good episode. Don't get me wrong; it was a really good episode. Yeah. But it sucked because now we have to wait until next week if we're going to see Ahsoka or not. And then we get to see, you know, how they do her in live action and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we also had a throwback to the one blue guy um, that Mando got in the first place. That kind of like started off the whole series. Um, we get to see him return. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind. Of, it's kind of worth seeing him. See him return. Like, return. Like he. He was one of the side characters in the first. In the first episode, and like now. Now he's here. Yeah, now he plays to a me, role that's kind of significant. Yeah, to um, me that's kind of odd. It is. It is, but it's a. It's a good, good change. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, they, so, sorry, I'm saying I'm a lot. <laughs> not not <laughs> yeah, having, sorry. I say, I say yeah, that a lot too. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, not having the co-host here is like throwing me off just a little bit. I'm kind of put on the spot just, just, just slightly, so just bear with me here. Um, yeah. So, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm just, I'm just letting y'all talk. I'm just listening to y'all conversations, but now it's just two of us. Yeah, yeah, now, and now it's just, it's just two of us. You have to. We both have to uh, put in some extra uh, work. Um, yeah. But yeah, we go, you know, freaking Mando's 95 space Honda Civic uh, made it yeah. back to the one planet and looks like they refurbished the entire planet. Um, yeah, I the think. The shock trooper girl and the other guy, I can't at Car- all remember names. Just remember, you're at yeah. Corp. We don't remember names. Yeah, the, the rebel, rebel shock trooper was um, Cara Dune. Yeah, and uh, I forget I forget your guys' name, but like 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 I said like I said before when we watched it, I honestly thought he when I first saw the Mandalorian, I honestly thought he was Lando Calrissian. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know I could see Lando doing that type of work, yeah. but um, yeah, I remember she she came in and she took out like what three of those like aliens. Thank God. Like, no, I think it was like four. I think it was four. Ah, uh, yeah, but she yeah. was just... 
she was and the funny thing was we were all having a conversation about like some kind of thing that she said like that was slightly controversial and they were trying to get her off the show because of it and they were like yeah, yeah we may not see too much of her and the next thing you know she's going in there blasting everybody putting people in chokeholds <laughs> and all that and yeah she, I, I love how she used that one that one body is like a human shield well not human shield alien shield but whatever and just yeah. just kind of like dumped it on the one on the one guy shooting at her. It was great. I, I think the fight scenes the, the fight scenes in here is just great. Um, it's real great. Something you, something you barely you barely ever see ever see in Star Wars. Like like especially with lightsaber duels when it comes oh, yeah. to that. Yeah. So like you know, for like other like fights in Star Wars, if you think in terms of like people who aren't using lightsabers you don't really see too much of that that's good yeah. actually you know because you, you'll have like firefights like oh people are fighting here and there but in this you know you got blasters you got actual like you know physical fighting i think it's mm-hmm. a i think it's a great change of pace and there was one thing i wanted to discuss with jordan i'll do it in the uh the next episode um is that People were saying that the first season felt like an old western, but like a space old western. I feel like this season, to me, feels like an RPG type of thing. You know, like a. Um... Well, I believe they thought they thought it was something like that because because of the because of the music because of the music and the intros and stuff. Oh yeah, the, the music yeah. and the style of um, storytelling yeah. and all that. But for me, right now, you know, for season two. I just feel like it's, you know, kind of like an, an RPG, like, like a medieval, not really medieval, but, yeah. you know, compare it to medieval, um, you know, a warrior or adventurer goes on a quest to, you know, deliver something to another thing. That's kind of, you know, yeah. it's kind of what this feels like to me is like a kind RPG of something you almost, yeah, kind of something you always see like in Game of Thrones or Hobbits. Exactly, exactly. Like it, this, this guy is like a warrior. He's born. Well, not he's not born of a warrior race. He's like in the warrior yeah. creed. Um, as part of his religion, and he's seeking out, you know, a sorcerer. And they they called him sorcerers. We also you know refer to him as Jedi as well. But one of the things they call call them as sorcerers. And yeah, you know, it's the well, exact- like to be. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go on. All right, like. Like um, in my in my opinion, why they call them sorcerers because like people at that time like probably didn't even know what Je- what Jedi were because like I said because like we all know this happened after the empire empire fell, and right. like pra- probably some some people some people there didn't even know what a Jedi Jedi was or just probably what wasn't wasn't around when when the Clone Wars ha- happened. Yeah, so, yeah, like, to, to go further on what you said, at the beginning of episode four, there was, um, Han Solo was a, was a great example. Once in, they were talking about the Force and all that, Han Solo was like, you really believe in that stuff? You know, and that's the beginning of episode four. This is happening, you know, a, I think, like, a few, at least a few years after episode six. So you take, like, you know, logic of episode four is like, okay... Everyone thinks that, like, you know, the Force was, like, a myth or whatever. Those things are old stories. You know, it was a crazy cult of Coruscant. Yeah. You know, it, there, there is no Force. It's just, it's, you know, there, there is no, you know, all that. Um, and then... Oh, and also... Oh, sorry. Also, like... Yeah. 
also speaking of the force, this is going off top for a little bit, but like I've lot there's been a lot of rumors going all all around saying that like like Darth Maul will return in the Mandalorian. Uh I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the exact same thing I said. Yeah, I know why you yeah. know. I've already seen like clips mm. here and there. I don't think. Yeah. As much as I love Maul, don't don't get me wrong. If you if you watch mm-hmm. anything from from Chaotic Corp, you know that Maul's my favorite. But his story ended long before, you know, the Mandalorian starts. So yeah. unfortunately, yeah, I don't think we're gonna be able to see that. Yeah, like Maul, like I get Maul. Maul was Maul was cool, cool during the call during the call wars, and like we didn't get to see him that much during during the uh, live action mo- movies and stuff and yeah. stuff. Like him, like we only saw him in fan in like Phantom Menace. That was the fir- first episode. That was the first movie for Star Wars, and then we then we see him in um Solo, a Star Wars story. But uh, like those are the only times we ever see him in like li- live action. Man, yeah, I remember seeing him in Solo. I was like, I literally jumped out of my seat when, yeah. when, he, when he came up. Because, like, she put on the projector, I saw the robot legs, and I'm like, dude, dude, there ain't no way. And it showed his face, and I literally jumped out. I'm like, bro, there ain't no way. It was the original actor from episode one as well. And I'm like, dude, oh, man. But, yeah, that that was great. But, yeah, his story ended... A long while ago, um, we we could see him if they make some kind of spit off of that whole Han Solo thing, like whether Solo is going to be in it or not. Um, we could see him in a potential sequel to that, but as far as where the Mandalorian takes place, he's not going to be in it. His story is yeah, his story is done, and you know you actually did see him, you know, kind of end. You know, with Ahsoka, it was kind of implied that she ended, but there was a bit, it was like off off camera, so there was a bit of, uh, what's the word, wiggle room for that, for her to survive that, that encounter. So that's why yeah. we're able to see Ahsoka now. But with Maul, he's done. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no wiggle room. As much as I'd love Maul to come back, there's no wiggle room for him to come back. Um but yeah, and the other thing that me and Jordan were talking about in the beginning of the episode was we want to see more Boba Fett in there. Because you only, yeah. saw, you only saw him for like, you know, a you know speak, Speaking of Boba Fett, speaking of Boba Fett, I just want to say, say, this, say this now in, in one of the last podcasts, I asked, I accidentally said, said race when it came, came to the Mandalorian. I accidentally said race when I, I clearly meant to say Creed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. all we all misspeak sometimes. It's it happens. Yeah, yeah. We all yeah, but we we obviously all all know all know that Boba Fett Boba Fett's not Mandalorian. He's he's sort of like a, just a clone. He's a clone of a man, Mandalorian. And Jango Fett Jango Fett never well uh, abandoned abandoned Mandalorian ways a yeah, lot because you know Jango Fett was actually um, exiled because. They were like, you're doing it more for the money than you are the glory. I mean, there's, there was nothing wrong with, like, you know, accepting money out of it. But he was, you know, he just didn't follow the Mandalorian code the way they thought that he should. So he was kind of exiled. And, you know, Boba Fett is just a non-altered clone of an exiled Mandalorian. So, 
there's that. And that's why yeah. I said, you know, during our Mandalorian bonus episode that, you know, I would love to see Boba Fett come back as like a like a villain of some sorts in Mandalorian season two. But you know, we're we're four episodes in. We haven't really seen too much of them. But, you know, there's still there's there's still a few I don't know how many episodes they're coming out with. I would say at least ten at the very least. Um, yeah, we're probably we're probably just gonna stop at eight like how they did with season one. Did they stop at eight with season Oh, you know what? They did. Yeah. yeah and you know, since Crap. and I like, speaking of Mandalorians, I just want I wanted to say like like no, none of us Star Wars fans knew knew what the Mandalorians were and until until like clone so like Clone Wars and Re- Rebels came came out during during that time, like during the like during the pre like during the live action movies, all we saw were these these guys guys in full suited armor. Right. Armor. Yeah. And well, like the time when Clone War Clone Wars came out, we find we finally got a few glimpses of what Ma- Mandalorians were. And yeah, plus, we plus also, in Rebels they gave the um backstory the backstory of um of Ma- Mandalorian and plus the dark saber. And now, now here we are in in the actual actual live action TV show, The Mandalorian. Yeah, and um, well, there was like different sources that you know mentioned Mandalorian or Mandalore before, uh, because we also had like comics and different books here and there. Uh, and I plus, the they had them in Legends. Yeah, I know the Force Unleashed. Yeah. I think we go to Mandalore at some point. I remember fighting a bunch of Mandalorians in Force Unleashed. And I remember my dad mentioning something about um, Mandalorians before, and I didn't know what Mandalorians were at the time. I was very young, but you know, yeah. it's still you know it's still good to watch those other shows because they do give you a bit of lore. I know that like the Gray Jedi are in uh, Rebels, which I love. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, during during you know if you just watch the core movies, that's it. You don't really get a whole lot of lore out of it. I mean, you do get some, but. Not, not not a whole lot. Um, like in in Re- in rebels in rebels, there there's this ancient ancient being that you that you meet. I think um yeah, I think in the first episode of see season three, season three where um you meet where um where you meet this ancient being being that's neither light or dark. He's just like they call it the one in the middle called the Bendu. Oh, you talk you talk about that one episode where. They were on that one weird planet. And it was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bendu. So like, there's different type there's some type of na- names for like for like a a person who's who's force sensitive but neither light or dark. There's the Grey Jai and there's the ancient being known as the Bendu. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, going I, going for oh sorry, go on. I I also think they explain explain a little bit of it in um in Legends Star Wars Legends I think. Ah. Yeah, I haven't really read too too much of the books. Um, yeah, I know. Like, I I didn't I didn't do I didn't do that much research over the jet over the Jedi. I mostly do my research on on from Legends about Mandalorians and stuff. Right. <laughs> Some um, people can call me a simp a simp for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so mo- moving forward, um, Mando's ninety five space Honda Civic gets to that planet, and you know the people there they they fix it up and everything. And you said that you didn't trust something. 
Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't trust. I didn't yeah. trust this one guy with the big with the big eyes and the red face. It wasn't yeah. because he was alien. It wasn't because of that. It was just the way he looked. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way he just like he just quickly turned his head back toward towards face face and Mando and the others, like making sure they they were walking away and leaving. I'm like something ain't right about him. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we get to this like. This one Imperial facility that Mando's trying to clear out with, uh, what's their faces? I, I can't remember their names, but you but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I'm right, sorry, Alpha? I'm sorry, repeat that? Repeat nah, that? Nah, nah, nah. The, uh, you, you know the guys, the, uh, the, the shock trooper and the, the other guy's name? Oh yeah, Kara Doom, the person, the person I thought that was Lando, Lando Carizian and, Ma- and Mando, yeah. And the blue guy, uh, I I, oh, yeah, I also him. could, I also I also could care less what was what was his name. Yeah, they, they all infiltrated the facility. They started clearing it out, and then as they're clearing it out, they found out two things. Number one, that place was a lab, and I think it's one of the many labs that Palpatine had over the galaxy because he, during you know the reign of the Empire, he had many different labs. If you've played the um, um, the campaign to Stars Battlefront 2, the, the newer one from EA in DICE, uh, there's a mission where you actually go into a lab with Luke Skywalker. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, just, just a reference. Well, no, it's not, it's not actually, no way, hold on, it's not actually a lab, not actually a lab, it's just like a, a, the Emperor's um, vault. Oh, I thought that was a lab. Either way. Nah. nah either that way. A, that was a vault. The Emperor had many labs over over the uh, galaxy, and this is one of them. And one of their main purposes was, and this is a spoiler for Rise of Skywalker, I hope to God that you've already seen it. Um, I've seen it. And if you've read the novel or, you know, looked up a video on it, you'd know how he survived that, that fall in Episode Six. is that he transferred his, like, consciousness or his soul or whatever shot it out to the universe and went into another body that was cloned after him. Uh, and this certain clone was basically broken. It just wasn't working right. That's the thing that we saw in episode 9. Now, the idea of this lab, there, there's different clones being made. And I had this one theory. I don't know you know, when I mentioned it, where I mentioned it, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on the podcast somewhere. Whereas I believe that the purpose for Baby Yoda... And that's what you know. That's the only name that I know him by, or the child, um, is to house the emperor because you know Yoda's species it has a high midichlorian count, just you know naturally. So naturally, they're already gifted in, in the Force. Yeah, so my apo- my hypothesis. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're trying to either use Baby Yoda as a as a. Uh, vessel, or they're going to try to experiment on, on him to make a proper vessel for the Emperor to return. And my hypothesis was was the same, but like I also I also added as it added um Supreme Leader Snow Snoke's um whole whole um agenda in there. Like I'm just wondering, like um, what if Supreme Leader Snoke was all was all yeah he, it was already confirmed that he was a clone. He was a clone of some type city um from the Emperor in Rise right. of Skywalker. And like he like the Emperor had I think he had many other clone many other clones of himself, both in Rise of Skywalker as well. 
Am I right about that? I think he did, but none of them were yeah. really like conscious. There was like a bunch of like failed ones all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's been a minute since I watched since I watched the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, um, but the clone that he was in was like on like constant like life support because it had something hooked up to the back of his neck. You know, it, the, the cloning yeah. process to you know for this thing to work specifically, you know, transferring your soul to another body just wasn't perfected just yet. So there was that. And at this point at this point in the show, you know, he's already, you know, put into this other body and he's in excruciating pain. I do not know if they're in contact with Sidious or not. I would doubt it. But they're probably like they probably like knew like, okay, if the Emperor would fall, this is what the this is what the protocol is, you know work on the clones throughout the galaxy yeah. or whatever. So you, hey, you know like I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. So basically that's what I think this whole oh, my other theory was um another plot that was already used at some other point, but I'm not gonna, you know, say where it was used from because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who is just like picking up Star Wars. Um another another theory is is that one of the things that they were interested in it was confirmed, you know, through dialogue in there, um, was Baby Yoda's midichlorian count. They call it an M count, but I don't really know what else M would stand for aside from midichlorian. It just fits. Um, so, you know, what I'm thinking is, is that they are going to experiment on him, try to mass, mass produce uh, clones with the similar uh, M count, and try to rebuild an army uh, of clones, but force-sensitive clones. You know, it's kind of like having an ar- army of Sith, basically. But yeah. you were you you're about to say something, Alpha. You could go ahead. Yeah. Like um, in the in the last episode of Mandalorian, where um, where Bo-Katan told told Mando to go to go to Corvus, go to Corvus to see Ahsoka Tano. That that got me think, thinking like if if we're going if they're going to Corvus. Will we prob will we probably see see um see the for the former um Imperial Imperial Inferno squad leader um Versio? Maybe. I feel like it's Maybe. something that they, they wanna like, you know, um or put or out like there. Her, or or like her daughter. Because like if if not if none of y'all know none of y'all know or didn't didn't play the campaign of Stars Battlefront two two Iden Versio was a was a former Imperial Imperial um, Special Ops elite elite soldier, you know, in a group called Inferno Squad. But after after seeing her home world get devastated by the by the um, Emperor's new weapon, when he um, designated a, I forget the name of the protocol when the, after the first um, after the second Death Star blew up, she defected from the Empire along with her friend along with her friend. Um, Dell, and like and a bunch of other stuff happened. They joined. They joined the rebellion to try to rid rid the galaxy once and for all for the em, for the empire. Then after then afterwards, they released another campaign called Resurrection. It's about it's about where they um is where they try to put it in the first order. First order, and like if you know, spoilers for you know, who didn't who didn't play that, Iversio died at the end, and we only get and um, her daughter. It's the last. It's the last known Ver- Versio. I, f- I forget her. Na- I forget her daughter's name though. Right. 
I mean, yeah. that's that's a that's a possibility. Um, so moving forward, you know. Oh, sorry. The other thing that they found out was Moth Gideon is alive. Now we all we all knew that he that he was alive because we all saw the ending to you know season one, but they assumed that he was dead after that uh, Tie Fighter crash. But they actually found out that that he was alive, and Moth Gideon was probably going to track them down and still is looking for Baby Yoda. And at the end of the episode, you know, he's revealed to be on this, you know, different version of a Star Destroyer. No, it's it's, a, it's actually smaller than a Star. It's it's just called a light cruiser. It's light cruiser. It's like it's like yeah, it's one. It's like one of those one of those um light cruisers you see off of um Stars of Clone Wars during during the Republic era. It's right, just small. It's, yeah, it's smaller. I hear you. Um, but yeah, and through dialogue there from one person to another, um, it's confirmed that the alien that you know Alpha here suspected actually put in a uh, homing beacon on the Razor Crest, and they're going to be able to track Mando down to wherever he goes. Which means two things: number one, Mando's in extreme danger, and number mm-hmm. two. He's going to lead them right to Ahsoka Tano. Now, they're not necessarily looking for Jedi, but nonetheless, they'll probably try to kill Jedi. But at the same time, this is Ahsoka Tano. If you know anything from yeah. like, the Clone Wars, she is like one of like the last, like the two known Jedi of the universe right now. Yeah, obviously, and obviously one one of the best one of the best skilled fighters out out there. Oh yeah, going going on on par to uh, to Maul. Who um, went against you know Maul? Who, who went against um, Sidious? Lost, but still Sidious. And then two other Jedi, Obi, be, one of them being Obi Wan Kenobi, and he also you know killed one of the, one of the Jedi during that fight. And he killed. I think he did kill another. No, no, Savage killed a different Jedi. But either way, you know, yeah. Maul, I think, I Maul think, was uh, basically. I think her name was. Um, I think her name was um, Agalia. And yeah. they was on they was on Felucia. Oh, well, Maul is just, you know, he's born of a warrior race, you know. He he's just extremely strong, you know, it, b- both by birthright and by his training. So if Ahsoka could hold her own against him, then she's going to be able to do some great things, you know, especially towards just, you know, regular, you know, stormtroopers and all that now they're, they're they're still you know dangerous because you know they got weapons and all that good stuff but you know yeah. still this is ahsoka tano so it, it's a flip of a coin on who's going to be a danger as soon as you know ahsoka tano comes onto the board you know so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah um, and i believe mm. that the that the next episode is going to be called the jedi i think i saw that somewhere so you know, it's we've got to see her this, you know, this next episode. I gotta wait like a whole week, but you know, it was kind of like it wasn't really too much of a letdown to not see her this episode because, you know, this episode was an okay episode. It was pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. Um, you know, we could, we get to see different things. You know. But yeah, I, I I think it was a good episode overall. What what do you what do you think, Alpha? What was your what was your assessment and what's your favorite part of the episode? Yeah. Yeah, my my says I was kinda I was kinda sad that that um we didn't get to see Ahsoka Ahsoka or anything. Anything like that. But I 
I I that was still a good good episode to watch. My favorite part was when when it was at it was at the um at the facility fight fighting against all fighting against all the stormtroopers and trying to destroy it, throw everything in there. Yeah, that that was my that was my favorite part part of the movie. I'd say my favorite part, um, well, I'll say like an honorable mention because what I found really funny was when the one guy was just trying to open up the door. This is after Mando flew up to the uh, to the platform or whatever yeah <laughs> and next thing you know you see this stormtrooper just falling from the sky and i was like okay that i would say that's an honorable mention i just want to point i just want yeah. to point that out there but one of my favorite parts was the um was the razor crest coming back during that last like fight scene where you know it, it was just soared through and honestly i think they upped the budget by a whole lot since you know the last season because it was very cinematic uh it had good picture it was great I don't know if they did CGI or well they had to uh, for some point of it, but it, it was just it was just a great great scene. Yeah. Also, I believe I believe that part where the stormtrooper fell fell down in front of it was like a was like kind of like a re- a reference to the Star Wars: The Clone Wars movie movie that was that was out. Do you remember that? I remember the uh, the Star Wars: The Clone Wars movie, but I don't know what part you're referring to. I'm talking. I'm talking about where um, talking about the part where um, Anakin, Ahsoka, and the rest of the clones first arrive, first arrived to test to rescue Jabba's son, Jabba's son, and then and then um, out of nowhere they see a they see a droid fall fall right in front of them. Oh, I, I forgot. It's been such a long while since I've seen that movie. Yeah, not gonna lie. Honestly, I just I just wa- I just watched the mo- movie today. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just felt, I just felt like you know, I'm just going to watch, I'm just watch some, some of my, some of my favorite Star Wars, Star Wars stuff off of Disney Plus, and I start, I start with the Clone Wars movie. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I remember me, me and Jordan one time we just randomly, uh, just watched episode two. Like you know, the movie episode two, Attack of the Clones, just just out yeah. of you know, we were just bored and we we're like, uh, you know what? I'm really feeling episode two right now, and we just started watching it. You know, yeah, it was I did. Really I did like episode two. I did. I like episode two. Mo- mostly because because of that cool action scene at the end, at the end where all the clones just come just come in and rescue all the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. See, episode two was a like I have my critiques about almost. Not not all Star Wars movies, but a lot of them. Um, I just don't feel like the the only thing I had a problem with in Episode Two was Anakin and Padme, and the same thing in Episode Three as well. Is that there's no there's there wasn't too much uh, chemistry between the two. You know, yeah. it, it was just it was just weird. The whole everything was everything about that was just weird to me, but. Either way, you know the rest of it. I, know, like, I liked it for, they, for what it was. In my opinion, they made they made it um they made it seem seem like they made it seem like Anakin was all, almost kind kind of whining a little whining a little bit about how about how stuff was. In my opinion during the live action movies and the war and where during the Clone Wars, Anakin was like a little bit more mature mature. Right. Yeah. 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 Like you know during. Because episode two, they kind of like, you know, they're too gung ho about it. 
because they were like, okay, you know, you know, sand people, he's going to slaughter all of them. He's going to seem like a serial killer. I get that. But, you know, the, the, the Clone Wars put it as like a slow process to the dark side. You know, at at first, you know, he's this well he's this well trained Jedi, but then he starts, you know, getting on the receiving end of the the council's like lies and everything. Because I remember seeing this one episode of the Clone Wars, and it was actually a multiple episode uh, story arc, but it was where they faked Obi Wan Kenobi's death, and this guy, yeah, this man is like a father figure to Anakin, and the council and Obi Wan Kenobi both kept this like whole operation a secret from him and it's just like dude i know that like you know i know what you're going for faking his death and everything but that's a bit much that really yes, is and there, that there was, was kind of a bit harsh it really was and you know there was also like other things that 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 sort of happened you know to make him distrust the council and you know it, it was just the clone wars was a greater gradual fall to the dark side than you know him being really, really, really edgy teenager in episode two, and all of a sudden he's kind of mature in episode three, and then, you know, he just goes straight to the dark side. Now, once you watch The Clone Wars and see everything that Anakin's went through, episode three makes a whole lot more sense than it was going from episode two to episode three. So, don't get me wrong, I love episode three. And episode two, I I, I only had a few problems um... with. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, episode two, I had a few oh. problems with, but episode three, I loved. I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say, the one thing, the one thing I absolutely loved about um about episode episode three was Anakin versus Obi Wan. Oh yeah, that yeah. was that was really emotional. It was well choreographed. Everything, yeah. I think that's the best lightsaber duel like ever. <laughs> yes that was yes. that was great but like before before that before that scene with um or with order 66 and um and padme's pleas to anakin that that broke that broke a few that that um that just broke a few pieces of my heart yeah that just that that just like play that just played a sad song on my heartstrings yeah especially it, with pat especially with padme's pleas like i was just trying to compose myself for how how she sounded, how she just pleaded, just bro. What really got me about that whole uh, that whole episode, like emotionally, was like I get where you're coming from with with Padme, but what really got me was Obi Wan. Was at the end of the episode, just right at the end of the fight, he was like, "You were like a brother to me," you know. Yeah. And then he was, and then you know that whole speech was just so emotional, and to think that he was holding all of that in you know, for quite a while because, you know, he found out about Anakin's betrayal in, um, you know, when we went to the Jedi Temple with Yoda and he, he, he still composed himself. He was, he did like outwardly express that he couldn't kill Anakin and he wanted to fight Palpatine instead. Uh, that, that was, but that was the only type of emotion that he showed. He just kept everything else in. He had so much sorrow, so much disappointment, so much anger, and everything and you know he had to hold that in to keep composed and then you know once the fight was finally was it was finally subsided you know that's when he just let it all out and yeah. it was just and that, that my... was heartbreaking Sorry, no I, i'm just i'm finishing go oh, on okay like in my opinion 
the Jedi and the whole Jedi Council was pushing Anakin to the dark side. They, they really were. In my see, whole opinion. See, yeah. I, I mentioned this in a past podcast before, was that the Jedi kind of became corrupt. Now, mass genocide, not, not the answer. But they were kind of, you know, taking control of different things with the Senate and all that. You know, like, killing the Sith, I kind of got, but there was a bunch of other things. They kind of, like, took control and lied and all that type of stuff. They they just, you know, they weren't good as rulers, basically. And ne- neither were the Sith. So, the only type of government that was, you know, perceived as, as good was the New Republic. Whereas, you know, Jedi religion isn't really a main factor in that. Now, yes, you know... Luke Skywalker is part of it, but it's not really like a whole council of Jedi, you know, telling the Republic to do. You know, the New Republic is made by the people who took down the Empire. Yeah, you know? and it was kind, of, it was kind, of, it was kind of explained that Luke that Luke made some mistakes as a Je- as a Jedi Master trying to reform the Je- Jedi Order. It was explained that he did make a few mistakes for that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, like especially, you know, it, especially it's with not, the part of killing um Ben, especially with the part killing Ben Solo, like that oh one, yeah, that one solved. Yeah, that one, that wouldn't just solve anything. Solving that would just make th- make things even more worse. See, he was afraid that he was creating the next Darth Vader, and then in trying to kill him, he created the next Darth Vader. So yeah, because like going over like the Jedi see See the whole thing with the with the Jedi ruling over the galaxy is that they they were so quick to accept Palpatine as like a supreme leader to everything, and then that right after that they realized like okay this there's so much oppression there's you know basically all, all the bad that that came with the Empire, so you know it's just a matter of politics you know you could see how the galaxy reacted to you know the jedi falling they were so quick to accept this new ruler because the jedi were so horrible but then years down the line they created a rebellion against said ruler that they were so quick to uh accept so it's just like you know the the religions shouldn't have a direct role into politics basically yeah and was the jedi was the jedi ever ever that corrupt during the old republic the old I, republic. I they were. The old republic. I don't know too much about, to be honest with you. Um, I wish Jordan was here because I'm pretty sure he like read a lot of the books to it. Yeah. And I've only seen that. a little bit of things about about the old republic, and like not not much said about them. Just like being being a corrupt being a corrupted um or order during that time. Right. Yeah, but also like during that time, it was just a lot. It was like just war, Jedi versus Sith, and then then let's not then don't get me started with the Mandalorian civil war between between the Sith and the Jedi, the Sith Jedi and Mandalorians. Right. Yeah, because the, the the Jedi and the Mandalorians were you know sworn enemies and all that because their because their religions are basically the exact opposite. Is that you know Mandalorians for uh, really zealous people that you know study the religion of mandalore it's you know you fight for glory and their whole you know they thrive on conflict whereas the jedi are the exact opposite they 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 thrive on peace and you know serenity so you know the two the two religions they they're just polar opposites of each other so that just you know 
kind of sparked a, a a war between the two. Yeah, I'll be honest. From our size against against like bloodthirst bloodthirsty war warmongers Mandalorians versus the pe the peace and order order and kindness of the Jedi, I would still pick Mandalorians. I mean, Ma- Mandalorians had like a sense of honor to them. They they weren't completely yeah. evil. They just they just thrive too much on conflict. You know, where like, where, 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 where Mandalorians were, they they were you know conflicting. Uh, whether that like, be a good I'll, thing or I'll a bad even thing. like. I I wouldn't even like try try to confirm Death Watch is evil evil as much. I wouldn't even try to confirm that. Well, I feel like they were kind of like a terrorist group. Not gonna lie, because they yeah. kind of like try to throw, overthrow the government and everything. I mean, I guess it's like nothing that the rebels didn't do later down the line, but their reasoning was a bit different because you know they overthrew the government because the government was trying to be pacifistic. <laughs> so yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, and like, um, and like, I actually agree. I actually agree with Death Watching. Call me crazy, but I do actually agree with him because, like, in my uh, in my point of view, like, pa- like being being a pacifist won't won't really solve as much as anything. Like, if you if you choose to choose if you choose to side with not with neither side of a war, then one side is either going to invade you or destroy you. Yeah, I hear that. Um, but yeah. I it feel also like... also. Um, no, like the the way the way that I personally go about things is I try to be pacifistic and I and I go by, yeah, I I, tr- I try to be that way, just kind of like you know be pacifistic, use my words, um, to like solve problems, and then, you know, what you said was like basically I would use like you know, not violence, but because I'm I'm talking about real life, but like, yeah, um. I don't know what the word like 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 conflict. I would use that as like a last resort to things. Whereas you know, before that, I'll try to be pacifistic. But if it call if it, if it escalation gets sorry if the situation escalates to a certain point, then you know there's a point where you have to drop being pacifistic. Yeah, I mean, like I get I get I get why the de- why the Death Watch was was trying to do what they what they were trying to do? It's just the way they went on it was just like wrong, because right. first they first they trusted the Separatists and Count Dooku, bad idea. Then <laughs> they trust, then they trusted Maul and Savage, also bad idea. We all we all know we all know how that ended up. Right. And uh, yep. And then that that just led to the downfall of Death Watch and just like the whole whole Mandalore whole Mandalore itself. Right. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's all. I mean. It's all. It's all interesting. It's. It's all. It's all very. Very interesting. Um. But we've been. We've been running around. Um. You know. We're. We got. We. We got a decent. Uh. Amount of runtime. So. Uh. If you have anything else to close with Alpha, you. You. You may. Uh. Cl- close with it. Like. Also. Like. Speak. Speaking of Mandalore. Mandalore, it was like it was nice to see Mandalore, Mandalore again, Star Wars Rebels, seeing seeing how it was the same same old same old Mandalore we always knew it was. Like right. just it was just sad, it was just sad how how it went how it went down after the Empire fell. Like it was it was already confirmed by I think Moff Gideon that like it, it's just now in a ban or like Moff Gideon or like I think Bogotan or even the Armorer that we saw in season one. That Mandalore was just now uh, an abandoned wasteland, 
wasteland and like just that was just kind of sad in my my opinion oh it definitely is it definitely is. yeah and bogota bogota and try try and get the dark Sarah back so she can rule her people or people like that that's something that's something you want to want to root for and stand by with oh yeah I, I love to see that have like a final showdown uh, yeah. between the and two. i know and I know, like I think, I think while while we were watching, either you or Jordan said something, something about be there being more than one dark saber. I think. think. Yeah, like, I, I had like a theory, like okay, there's gotta be like more than one, but Jordan, but no. Jordan proved me wrong on that, or you proved, me yeah, wrong. someone proved me wrong. Well, we both we both kind of proved you wrong because like because Tar Vizsla created the dark saber when he was inducted into the Je- into the Jedi Order. Oh, and then then um a Death Watch soldier took took it back took it back and then so somebody can rule can rule Mandalore, and it, and Bogota being being by blood, is the rightful ruler of Ma- Mandalore. Right. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's all I gotta say. All right. Um, you know, thanks for um listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, next week we'll possibly have Jordan back. And, you know, we'll go over episode five of The Mandalorian next week. Um, We release every Saturday at 745. It's really weird. I try to release at like eight o'clock, like like 8 a.m. But for some reason, YouTube don't don't like me doing that. Um, Like it's not even showing up as an option to schedule it then. So, you know, 745 each each Saturday morning until, you know, the season ends. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be here. Um, you could follow me. I stream time to time at twitch.tv slash Apollo, your King. Uh, you could follow, uh, alpha here, alpha scorch 62. He doesn't have a custom URL just yet for YouTube, but his, his, uh, yeah. link will be in the description. And there'll also be a time, sorry, a link card, uh, on screen right now. If you're watching on YouTube, um, you know, go support him. And any other social medias that you know he has or Catacorp has uh, will be you know, either in the description or up on screen. So uh, thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful week.